0: Right now, I want to take you back to June, where we were all captivated by Titan. This was, of course, the submersible that was powered by Ocean Gate that went missing and there was so many specul... there was so much speculation, excuse me, for days about what could potentially have happened. Now, obviously we know that this story ended in tragedy, it imploded and killed all five members of the crew that were on board, but there was a lot of uncertainty about whether or not we had just lost communication with this device and whether or not these people were alive at the bottom of the ocean. So much conversation about submersibles and how they work and this idea of this sort of dark tourism going to places like the wreckage of the Titanic. It was something we were absolutely captivated by, but what we may not have realized is that there was actually a connection between Oceangate and a Canadian university. So what's the story here? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's the author of The Deepest Map, The High Stakes Race to Chart the World's Oceans and The Imperiled Ocean, Human Stories from a Changing Sea. Obviously, she can speak to this story. Laura Trethui. Laura, thank you so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Laura, this is obviously something that is in your wheelhouse. So, you know, when we go back to the month of June, when we were all talking about Titan, this must have been something that you were especially really taken by and fascinated by, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I was absolutely riveted by this story and was just kind of to use a cheesy pun, sort of deeply immersed in it, following (laughs) all the updates, wondering what happened. And, you know, it was especially interesting to me because I had actually tried to get on a submersible myself while writing The Deepest Map. Whoa. And I had actually heard, yeah, I had heard a few warnings about about Ocean Gate and no one recommended asking them for a ride. So so yeah, I, I watched the implosion happen and I was seeing all these conversations play out in real time online.
0: You know, I think so many people became experts during that time. You know, there were so many Reddit threads of people talking about how this was a company that didn't put all the safety measures in place properly. And, you know, there were sort of these rumors that this maybe wasn't the one to go with. And so there you must have been sort of trying to show from the rooftop saying, yeah, I, I kind of knew from the inside. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a a sort of an open secret within the community that Oceangate was a bit of an outlier within the submersible community. Submersibles tend to be sort of a very conservative field. They try not to introduce a lot of new technology, which is what Oceangate was doing. And there was actually a couple of things that had come out that were pretty open knowledge. Um, The Marine Technology Society, they had actually penned a letter to the CEO of Oceangate asking him, to certify the Titan with a third-party agency, something that uh, Stockton Rush, the CEO, never did, and you know there was lawsuits going back and forth, and so all of this is really an ocean, an open secret.
0: And so you've written an article for the Walrus.ca. You you talk about this company being a rogue submersible company. That's kind of how you title it. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's still a connection with this research institute with a Canadian university. So why? Explain to us how this relationship even came to be if this company was sort of openly in these circles, not reputable and not one to be working with.
1: Yeah, so after the titan imploded, um, my editors at The Walrus, they noticed that there was this kind of curious conversation happening online amongst Newfoundlanders. Uh, and a lot of Newfoundlanders were saying, you know, why did Memorial University in St. John's, why did their Marine Institute partner with Oceangate and with this, this like rogue submersible company? So this, this conversation was happening online. And I mean, in terms of why it happened, Oceangate is based out of Washington on the west coast of the U.S. So logistically, it makes a lot of sense for them to partner with somebody like the Marine Institute, which is based out of St. John's. It's only 600 kilometers offshore from the Titanic. So it makes a lot of sense for why they would partner with it. It's less expensive for them to ship their gear out there. It's less logistically challenging. But why the Marine Institute partnered with OceanGate, that is still a big unanswered question
0: is it and i I want to be careful with speculation here but is it just a matter of just not doing the full due diligence required to to recognize what this company was really offering up to this institution
1: yeah i mean like that's really the billion dollar question here i tried my best to get some answers at a memorial university i sent them emails and You know, after the disaster happened, they issued a a statement of condolence. They said they were sorry about the lives that were lost, but they never really apologized or explained what went down. Hmm. Um, To speculate a little bit, I mean, maybe they were sort of dazzled by the sensationalism of diving to the Titanic. Um, That gets a lot of attention. That gets a lot of media attention. And they actually had an interview the director of the marine institute with the cbc back in march 2023 you know where they were very excited about this this partnership um Maybe they also wanted to give Memorial University students a chance to experience, you know, the wonder and the intrigue of the ocean. You know, so many people who work in ocean industries today, they end up working in things like oil and gas or shipping and fishing. It's like very resource heavy, very extractive usually. And so here's this company that comes along and they're offering an opportunity to dive a shipwreck. And maybe that was just so compelling. Mm. But there was this rare opportunity to give a student that chance to to not dive the the submersible. There was never a plan to put a student on the submersible, but to at least get them close to that kind of exciting sort of expedition. It,
0: expand a little bit on the mindset there about why this would be something that would be so intriguing to go and see. Because, you know, the Titanic sunk over 100 years ago. So we have seen Images of it. We've seen videos that have already been captured of it. So why, why this specific shipwreck? Why do you think it still continues to fascinate us so many years later?
1: Oh man, that is a huge <laughs> question. I, I'm not sure why Titanic grips us so much. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's an insane story, um, but I think James Cameron's Titanic, when it was released in the early 2000s, you know that did a huge. Job of kind of boosting it front of mind. But then there's also just a lot of Titanic fanatics out there Mm. people who know all about the dishware that was on board. They know all about, you know, the bridge and the captain's uniforms and things like that. And so there's a lot of people who are just so intrigued by the Titanic that they will get on a submersible uh, that has maybe not been certified just for a chance to go see, like, a fork at the bottom of the ocean. Um, I mean, I think it sounds unreal to, you know, the everyday person, but there's there's a lot of fascination with this shipwreck hundred uh, over 100 years later. And, of course, that fascination
0: led to this partnership with this Marine Institute in Newfoundland. So do you think we'll ever find out a reason as to... Maybe some clarity, some some of the reasons why uh, the red flags uh, perhaps were sort of overlooked in their partnership with OceanGate. I, I want to get to that question and a few more with you, Laura, but we do have to take a very short break. So just stick around. We'll come back really fast into this conversation with our guest, Laura Trithui. She's the author of The Deepest Map, The High Stakes Race to Chart the World's Oceans and The Imperiled Ocean, Human Stories from a Changing Sea. just wrote an article for Walrus.com talking about this connection between a Canadian university and Ocean. Ocean Gate. We'll be right back with more in three minutes. This is Chelsea on Shed. We're talking about the connection between a Canadian university and OceanGate. Of course, the submersible that the, the company that launched that submersible back in June with obviously fatal and tragic consequences. Our guest, Laura Cherthoui, is hanging on the line. Laura, thank you so much for staying on hold. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, Lori, you, you wrote this article for the walrus.ca uh, talking about this connection between Memorial University of Newfoundland, their Marine Institute, and this company, OceanGate. And you know, there are people that have spoken out about this partnership between the two, saying that it's actually kind of offensive to the scientific community that, that the university would try to kind of position this as a scientific excursion. Do you do you agree with that? Do you see that point of view?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that, that view is out there. For this, this article that I wrote for The Walrus, I spoke to uh, this guy called Michael Hannaford. Uh, as soon as the Titan imploded uh, and I heard about the connection between Memorial University and Ocean Gate, I, I reached out to, to Michael um, because he was actually a student at Memorial University, so he might have heard about the connection. But also, he works in uh, search and rescue operations, piloting uh, remotely operated vehicles, which are kind of like underwater robots. And he was part of the team that actually discovered the the Titan wreckage off, off Newfoundland. And so I thought of Michael, reached out to him. And yeah, he was one of these people who was offended by Memorial University partnering with, with Ocean Gate. And, you know, he thought it was... Pretty, pretty offensive that, uh, you know, Marine Technology University would, would send students and would partner with this uh, basically kind of tourism outfit to go see what is essentially a, a mass grave site at the bottom of the bottom of the ocean. And, and he also pointed out that there's really no scientific value in diving the Titanic right. again and again and again.
0: Do you agree with that point of view?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's less than one percent of the ocean has been explored with the kind of ROVs that that Michael operates. And so the fact that we're sending down an ROV or we're sending down a submersible to look at the Titanic wreckage one more time, I mean, I just think it's a phenomenal waste of of time and money. Mm. And I mean, there maybe are some archaeological arguments for going to assess the wreckage, but. I think there's just so much more interesting things out there to discover in the ocean, and I just I just don't see the the value in it either. No,
0: I, I think there was a there were a lot of people that sort of shared that same thought, and I I am with you. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's a tremendous waste of resources for something that we seem to have already mined. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I wonder if if all of this skepticism yeah. and frustration about this story in general is something that you think is going to set back this community or this this initiative where maybe submersibles could be going and finding something scientific do you think that overall ocean gate has done damage to this industry
1: that that is a a viewpoint that's also out there. I think, you know, after the Titan imploded, people were saying like, this is going to set back uh, private submersibles. And I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I think that people who want to uh, go and dive places like the Titanic or want to go be the first to the seafloor in some place, I think they have the money to go do it and they're going to keep doing it. But I think that, yeah, there's something to be said about um, trying to put our resources towards like these really fascinating questions that we don't yet know about the ocean like one of my favorite mysteries of the ocean is that you know all life on earth came from somewhere in the bottom of the sea likely at a hydrothermal vent and we don't really know where that happened or how that happened so like literally the secret of life is down on the ocean floor <laughs> and we're just continuing to die of a shipwreck so <laughs> well, we gotta see yeah, so i would say you know <laughs> yeah there's more interesting things out there.
0: Laura, thank you so much for your perspective and for making the time this afternoon. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you.